When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl Podcast. I'm super excited for you all to listen to today's episode. I have my good friend Venus joining me, and we kind of talk about a bunch of different stuff, but I just wanted to do a quick little intro so it didn't just immediately start the episode. And be sure to follow the Gen Z Girl Podcast on Instagram so you can have a chance to ask guest questions like we were able to do in this episode on Instagram, and then be sure to join the Gypsy Girl Podcast Facebook group as well. And I hope you all will really enjoy this episode. It's definitely one of my favorites. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. I'm here with my friend Venus today. Some of you may remember her from about this time last year when we recorded together, and I'll definitely leave that episode linked in the show notes. It's a good one to listen to, Um, and we just talked about racial injustice in that one, and today you're just going to be getting to know her better, and um, we're going to talk about some mental health and a little bit about keeping the conversation going and everything. And we just had a fun conversation about Starbucks and cockroaches. So <laughs> we've been chatting for a bit before this, <laughs> but I'm going to let her introduce herself. And then we're going to do a little rapid fire question game. Hi guys, I'm Venus. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Canada. Um, I'm a nursing student. I'm an actor, singer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really like advocating for mental health, talking about mental health. Um, I'm kind of boring, um, and there's yeah. not much else to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're, like, literally just one of, like, honestly, I consider you a close friend we've never even met in real life. So um, God bless the internet for bringing us together, you know? <laughs> it's so true. Some days I literally just wake it up, up, and I'm like, I love Abby. Like how did I so like sweet. how like how did I meet this girl and like she's literally just the best ever like the most genuine person like You're so can sweet. someone tell me same to you I mean it just it's one of those things where it just feels that's the weird thing it's like we've never met in real life but like I feel like someone could look at us from the outside and be like they've known each other for years or something you know what I mean like it's just like. You're so mm-hmm. like easy to talk to like I feel like I could trust you with like anything and like I you're just you know, you've always been so sweet and just so supportive too of me. So I like really appreciate you and I appreciate you for cutting onions. I'm <laughs> my literally <laughs> falling down my face. Um, no, I'm like seriously so thankful for you and for willing to come on the podcast last year. Like I told you over text when that's not your responsibility, like at all, but it's so kind of you to, you know, just take that initiative and like be willing to come on the podcast and talk about um, racial injustice last year and then like to continue to talk about it today some. So I know I'm really appreciative, a bit, bit, a, really appreciative of that and just appreciative of you coming on here in general and being open to talk about mental health. Cause I, now that I think about it, like I've talked about it some on the podcast, but I've never like talked about it with somebody else. And even like with both of us, like, you know, obviously not being professionals per se, having the conversation just between two people can make it so much more comfortable like to talk about and listen to because like I know if I were talking to a professional I would be like not as vulnerable and I don't know when I'm talking to a friend and stuff it's completely different so 
Yeah, 100%. Like, I think all it comes down to is realizing that this is something that you can talk about every in your everyday life and it doesn't have to be like such a huge deal like you should be able to talk about it with the people in your life so yeah I think as long as we just keep the conversation going making it normal then it will be normal right exactly exactly and I think we're definitely like hopefully headed in that direction and everything so it's a good thing for sure okay so let's get into some rapid fire questions Venus does not know what they're gonna be so (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) And if you feel the need to like explain your answer, totally. I think that makes it more fun, but like, you can also just like, give me the answer and we can move to the next one. So it's, that's totally up to you. We, I have 10. So this is going to be like an hour long. No, it definitely will be, but we need that. We need that. (laughs) Okay. 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 Number one, what's your favorite day of the week? Okay. Wednesday. Um, easily Wednesday. Wednesday. I like it. So here's my Wednesday is my favorite day of the week. You're halfway through, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I've made it this far. Right. I only have a little bit longer to go. Right. And it's just like, you just feel relieved. You know what? I like, actually think I agree with you because I was just about to say, you know what day I hate is Tuesday. I hate Tuesday more than Monday. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. I am only like, I'm not even halfway through the week yet. So, you know, you're far from the weekend, but you can't use the excuse of, oh, it's a Monday. So like, you're just stuck on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then I yep. don't, I like Wednesday and Thursday. Cause like Friday is Saturday. You're like happy. It's the, you know, the weekend or almost the weekend. And then, but then you kind of also have that, oh, like it's going to be over soon. But then, then Sundays yes. are just scary in general, always. Exactly. Like I can't love Saturday too much because I know yes. that Sunday is the next day. And then I know that Monday's next. Gosh, we need to stop thinking so much. We're like ruining our own joy. (laughs) We're like, oh gosh, I can't like this day of the week too much. Like I need to calm down. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, like what's, what makes me happy? It has something that I can look forward to something with Wednesday. Like I am proud of myself for waking up on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just a good, like, happy medium I think you know so I wholeheartedly agree okay next question summer or winter very different where you are compared to (laughs) your face you're like oh gosh I wish I could see my face right now um (laughs) can I plead the fifth (laughs) (laughs) I can't oh my gosh I don't I don't really, they're both extremes. You know what I mean? Like fall and spring are more, okay, let's do fall or spring. Which one do you like better out of those? No, but I have to pick. Okay. Okay. Like I need, I need to pick. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here's okay. Based off of my like just preferences. So I'm the kind of person, like I like being cold because if I'm cold, I can bundle up. I can bundle up and I'll feel better. Yes. If I'm hot, I could be butt naked and I'll still be sweating. I have the exact same argument. Exact same. There's not much you can do when you're like super hot, you know? Yes, I agree. So I think I'll have to say winter. Mm -hmm. Even though they are so, winter is so extreme where I am. But like, sometimes it's literally minus 40. Like, oh my God. (laughs) I think that's my final answer. Like, I have to stick (laughs) with it. Like, because I cannot do summer. I'm not a summer girl. Like, let me just put all the fans on, like, stay in yes. my room, like, don't, no don't go outside, yeah, like, <laughs> keep the sun away, <laughs> I feel yes. you, it's, it's so, yeah. like, hot, yeah, I don't know why I'm moving to Houston, which is literally so insanely hot, but I'm gonna 
just melt when I'm there. So <laughs> love it. We love to see it. <laughs> okay. So morning or night person? I think I'm definitely a morning person. Um, I can wake up. My body like wakes me up at like 5 a.m. And then I'll be like, wow. okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the day. <laughs> That's good. Like, like, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like staying up late. I don't either. I just, I don't like staying up late. Um, waking up early makes me feel like I have more time in my day. Yes. And I just feel like, <sighs> I feel less stressed out. I was literally just, okay, insert the little telepathy meme right here. Like everything you've said, the whole argument with the summer and winter, that's exactly what I tell everybody. I was just about to say stress levels, 150% are always so much less when you wake up earlier because of the comfort in your mind of knowing you have more of your day left. So Mm -hmm. like you, you finish everything quicker, I feel like, and then you're just like, wow, like I feel so accomplished. It's only like 10 AM. And then you're just like, oh yeah. 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 You get it. You get it. I get it. I get it. You're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what has your favorite age been so far? That's (laughs) an interesting one might require some quick thinking. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to think a little bit. Let me turn my brain on. Um, (laughs) let me take a sip here and see. (laughs) My favorite age. Um, I think 21. Yeah. I'm going to say 21 because it made me legal everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Literally everywhere. Like, because before, like here, the legal age for like drinking and everything was like 18, 19. I did not know that. I don't know why I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you're like 19, you're like, well, dang it. I'm still not old enough in the States. Right. But like when you're 21, I'm sorry. I'm not saying my favorite age is because of, I can drink everywhere. That's I, not what I mean. I mean, it feels good though. It's like the comfort of knowing like I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I, get, I get what you mean. You're 21. You meet all like the minimum requirements, you know, except for like driving, like renting a car. Like, right. you know how when you're like under a certain age, renting yes. a car, like you get charged extra. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a decent age. It is. And honestly, you, I feel like people take you a little bit more seriously, which can be a good and a bad thing. Cause you're out yeah. of the, like, cause once you're 21, you're like of age to drink, which like that automatically just kind of puts you in like a different threshold than like a 20 year old. And mm-hmm. you're not, you no longer have the word teen attached to your years. Like when you tell people, it just feels better. Um, yeah. I honestly think I agree. Um, 22 was like all of COVID. So I mean that for me, like, you know, I'm just like, no, um, 23 so far, it's been a month. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, hopefully it's good. But so my, uh, I've learned a lot, <laughs> <laughs> learned a lot in this, uh, month and like 12 days, but, um, I agree. 21 was my like favorite year so far too. Yeah. Okay. Um, texting or FaceTime? Um, probably depends on who. Uh, that's how it is for me at least <laughs> like yeah um if I can say what needs to be said through text I'm mm-hmm. fine with text me too if I if I need to like I need emotions I need facial expressions yes I need all that FaceTime you know mm-hmm. so yeah I think it depends on who depends on the situation for sure for like, sure some people FaceTime me and I'm like I'm not answering that. Right. Decline. <laughs> and decline. Yeah. Some people FaceTime me and I'm like, oh, let me just grab my tea. Like, let's yeah, sit let's sit down. Yeah. So yeah. Like, it definitely depends. Yeah. 
I feel that. Okay. What was the last book you read? Oh, um, Black Man in a White Coat. That's what I'm reading currently, actually. Oh. I, it's about a Black doctor in mm-hmm. the States and just like his experiences with medical racism and all that. And it's okay. like really educational. It's a really good book. So it's an autobiography kind of or um, nonfiction? Yeah, nonfiction, I guess. Like what? Mm, not really autobiography. Because it's not really about his life. It's just his experience. Okay, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. But it is really good. I, I've been enjoying it. I like couldn't put it down. I was like, oh, wow. Me liking a book? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you might have to pull your phone out for this one. What's your most used emoji? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the thing with emojis is that sometimes I use them, like, ironically. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> me too. Let me show you my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the stop sign being number two is cracking me up. Or is stop that- sign. Yeah. yeah, the stop sign, the girl running. Where am I running? I never <laughs> run. Like, what is this? Like, I have so many. Okay. Um, but the yellow heart is first. I love the yellow heart. It's so pure. The yellow heart for me is like, I want you to know that like, I love you. (laughs) So I use it all the time. (laughs) How sweet. (laughs) Okay. What comes to mind first when you think of the word happiness? If I'm being like really honest right now, like a boat. I don't know why. Oh, girl. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, I see that and I feel that. Like, being on a boat, just, like, in the middle of the ocean, just chilling. I'm not going to lie. It's probably one of the best ways to detach yourself from reality. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you are not on land. So, like, even if you had to be somewhere, you aren't getting there anytime soon. So, you can't even think about it. Like It's literally, like, I just, you just get to, like, literally just be. Like, just yes. exist. Yeah. And, like, I love you that take answer. everything in. And, I yeah, I feel like that. That's what I think of, like, just yeah. being able to exist and not think about anything else, and, like, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Would you rather binge watch a TV series or movies? Uh, TV series. I'm the same. Definitely TV series, Um, because here's the thing with, like, movie series, you know that, like, not every single part of the series is good, mm-hmm. and then, like, certain parts of, like, the series you watch, and you're like, can this be over? Right. I'm not enjoying this. Right. I feel like TV series, for a TV series to be able to keep my attention for, like, a bunch of seasons. Yes. That's amazing. Like, I will right. rewatch it, like, a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But, like, movies, I just haven't found a series that, like, yeah, I want to watch all the time. I feel know? that. I feel that. I'm not a big, like, movie watcher, honestly, so I feel that. But. Neither. Like, I'm on a documentary kick right now, but... <laughs> I do like documentaries. I don't watch them often, but, like, every time I watch one, I, like, I never, like, regret spending my time, like, watching it, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly, yeah. Because I definitely feel that way with movies sometimes. I'm like, well, why did I waste my time with this? Like, with documentaries, like, you... I feel like you learn yes. something. It makes you feel something. And then, yes. like, yeah. Some movies, literally, just, I'm like, I wasted my time. Yeah. I wasted yeah. my time. Two hours of my life, I'll never get back. <laughs> if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with the extra time? This is the last question. If I didn't have to sleep? Mm-hmm. Like, if it was just, like, a, like not a biological thing, like, where it was, like, required of us, like, what would you do with the extra time? I see. That's a crazy question. Right. Um, 
knowing me, I would spend the time overthinking and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overthinking, crying, um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> crying out, stressing out about things that I don't need to stress out about. Well, I'm glad that we sleep because I don't want that for you. <laughs> Literally me at night laying in my bed trying to fall asleep, but I'm thinking about my graduation speech that I had to do that I messed up in high school. Like, yes. are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> thinking about everything and anything possible. Yes. Thinking about that person's parents who I haven't seen in like 10 years, what they right. thought of me when I was speaking. Like, I literally, this is why I do not need extra time to think because I'll right. just, I'll, I'll really take advantage of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the um, questions for you, just like about you. Um, just to give everyone like a rundown, we're gonna I'm gonna do like a few just about her, so y'all can like get to you know know her better and everything, and then we'll talk about mental health a little bit, and then we'll do just like a little conversation about keeping the conversation going, advocating for justice and that kind of thing, and then I have some listener questions at the end from the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram that people submitted. So that's kind of like the flow of this. It'll probably be a long episode, but who doesn't love that? So let's So excited. (laughs) Okay. So first and foremost, what inspired you to pursue pursue nursing? Um, That is a really good question. And it's a question that they ask you even in nursing school. And you're like, (laughs) I'm like, why are you asking me this? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I think I've always kind of had like that, like caretaker, like servant kind of personality in a way. Right. Um, and I've always just like simply put like wanted to help people. And yeah. I've always just been like very interested in like the human body and like just things on a very like sciencey level. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, do I want to be a doctor? Yeah. But do I want to go to school for that long? Yeah, not really. Right. Um, <laughs> so And I also looked at um, the relationships that nurses are able to form with their patients compared to doctors. Not saying that doctors don't form relationships with their patients, but as nurses, um, they spend a lot more time with the patients. And Mm -hmm. I think they have the ability to make such a huge impact on people's lives. And so I think it was more about like, okay, this checks all the boxes. I, it's like sciencey. I get to help people. I get to talk to people, not just have like superficial relationships with them. You know, Mm -hmm. like I can make a difference in someone's life. So I think that's kind of what has drawn me to it. Mm -hmm. And so far it's been like, not what I expected at all, but there's already been just like, we call them clients, not patients, Uh clients that like, I'm just so happy that I met and I'm so happy that I got to like, and spend like a couple days with them you know so, so sweet yeah that does like sound like the perfect blend for you with being interested in yeah. science and then caring for people and I see that for you for sure and then going off of that what advice would you give to anyone considering nursing in college I would say first of all um you need to know that it's hard it's so mm-hmm. hard um it's not going to be easy and you need to ask for help if you need help, ask, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's not something that you need to suffer through alone. Like, use your classmates, like, not use them, sorry. (laughs) I know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, form study groups, um, stay in touch with your classmates, like, try and have a social life, like, 
don't let it take over your whole life. Right. Otherwise you will feel, you, you will feel it. <laughs> you will feel it, but right. know that it's hard, but remember, remember the end goal and remember that, um, it'll be so worth it. In the yeah. end. I'm not even done, but I know that like when I'm out there and I'm working in the area that I want to work in, I'm going to be so happy that I never give up. So, um, yeah, I think that's really important to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I love that answer. And then, um, what was it like for you just moving away from home and making the transition to like living with roommates and not being at home? It, okay. Honestly, it was really nice to truly have my own space. Like yes. love my mom, but like, she couldn't just walk into my room and be like, Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? And, <laughs> And like, that was just really nice, just being on my own and like truly feeling like independent. And like, the nice thing about roommates is like, you can set those boundaries and like, they have to respect them. Like, right. don't come in my room. Like, this is my space. Right. <laughs> like, and it was also just nice to, I don't know, like kind of have to take care of yourself, you know, yeah. like truly have to like do things for yourself, like cook for yourself, mm-hmm. um, clean, like all that stuff. So I liked like the real independence that it gave me. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely like how I felt too. It was like, it was definitely an adjustment, like getting used to like literally taking care of yourself in every single aspect. Like, cause I feel like my biggest thing was the cooking that like was so hard. I was like, wow, so much power to the people who cook in the family because this is a job <laughs> like yeah. planning for it, doing it. I mean, it's just, it's a lot for sure, but yeah, mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. And then just in terms of like, I, I'm curious to know this just about you in general, and then I'm sure it's just interesting for other people to hear. Do you like to like have like a five-year plan for your life? Are you a big planner, or are you more of someone who like take takes things day, day by day and like as they come? Um, I think I like to take things day by day, but I'd be lying if I said I don't like to think about my future. Right. Um, I think I have like a rough idea of like what I want my future to look like, but I have like I'm not very like oh my gosh, this is, this doesn't go with my plan. Like my whole life's messed up. Like my future, like I take, I still go with the flow, you know, like as much as I want things to go my way and like the way that I've pictured it, Mm -hmm. I know that that's not always reality. So like I try and just keep like a very loose idea so that I'm like adaptable to like whatever happens. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the best approach and really like having that balance of you know, being like conscious of where you're at and actually like having that loose idea of the future. Like, I think it can be a fault to not think about it enough, but it's also a fault to think about it too much and like plan for it too much. So I think having that good balance of taking things day by day, but still having an idea of where you're going is super important. Um, and then what sense of purpose, which this, I don't, I didn't really know the best way to like phrase this question, but what sense of purpose do you feel guides you through your life? Um, I feel like, for me, it's knowing that I have the ability to make an impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think knowing that there's people out there that by meeting me and me being able to like interact with them, whether that's like nursing or just like in life, like can make an impact yeah. on them. It's like that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think thinking back to when I was younger and 
thinking about like the resources that I need needed when I was younger like just having someone to talk to like yeah. wishing that someone like kind of just like what it with what I know now I'm like I want to make sure that people don't go through like what I went through or like yeah. I want to be there for them be there for them when they're going through like those tough times you know like right yeah I just want to be like a shoulder you know yeah I love <laughs> that that's so sweet and then um do you see yourself staying in Canada like or at home or a different part of Canada um in the future or do you I know we talked about this a little bit before getting on the podcast but especially just like as a nurse in the future like for your career um that's a really good question I have considered moving I'm not like like it's not closed off at all like I have considered the possibility Mm -hmm. um but like I don't know like I don't have any like I have plans to definitely move out of my hometown because I need to get out of here (laughs) (laughs) yeah like, I want to go to, like, either, like, Vancouver or, like, Toronto mm-hmm. or, like, and I would love to work in the States, maybe. Um, so I kind of like to do, like, travel nurse. Yeah. So travel nursing would be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, as to, like, where I want to live, that's one thing, like, I can't decide. Right. I've been, like, do I want to live in Vancouver, Toronto, New York? Like, do There's I so many live, options. Like, I mean, really. Yeah. If you're open to go anywhere, your options are literally endless. <laughs> Seriously, so I'm, like, I don't know where I want to, like, settle down, mm-hmm. but I'm open to, like, exploring, you know? That's really cool. Like, the travel nurse thing, I think, would be, like, such a good way to explore mm-hmm. that and, like, kind of explore your options and see where you can go. Um, I definitely, like, I've come across, like, just in my life, known a couple travel nurses, and they seriously, like, and with you saying, like, you know, how independent you are and everything, I feel like you'd, like, really thrive doing that. So that could be really good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's transition. Or wait, no, one more question about you. Um, would you say like your dream job is nursing, or is that this just like a stop along the way to something else? You know, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if nursing is my dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like think consider that there might be like something more that I want. Right. But I don't know what that is. Yeah. At this moment. So I don't know if it's my dream job, mm-hmm. but I think my dream job uh relates to it. Right. Is what I'll say. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, but yeah, I I can't say for sure that it's my dream job. It's so weird. I feel like the older I have just the more I've aged and stuff, I just have less and less of a concept of a dream job like cuz when you're little, you know, it's you have all those things in your head because you have no idea what they're actually like. And then, you know, like as you start studying stuff, you're just like, well, I don't really know. Like, cause I don't know if I see myself doing what I'm studying for the rest of my life, but I also have no idea what else I would do. So you're just kind of like, I don't know what the dream job is. Exactly. Like when you say dream job, like that's implying that you'd be okay with doing it for the rest of your exactly. life. Exactly. I can't say that I would be happy doing this job for the rest of my life. Oh, same with accounting. <laughs> like, I feel you. <laughs> Like, I'd be lying to myself and to you guys if I was like, yes, nursing is my dream job. Right. Like, that's and that's just, okay. Like, yeah. I, I tell people that on the podcast all the time. I'm like, you know, your your first job, the job you have for 20 years, however long you have it, it does not have to be your, like, dream job, the ultimate, like, end goal. Like, it does not have to be that way. Yeah. Okay. Let's transition into some mental health questions. So 
you can go into as much or as little detail as you want, just talking about your mental health journey and getting to where you are today, like being, you know, advocating for mental health. Okay. Um, so basically I always kind of suffered with anxiety for like as long as I can remember, like even when I was a child, um, I had my first like panic attack when I was seven. I literally remember it. And I remember like, I just, I had no idea what was going on. It was an experience just like so unfamiliar to me. I was like, am I dying? Like, am I dying right now? I'm like, am I, I'm only seven. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. And then like, I remember like the paramedics came and they were like, you're having like a panic attack. Like we're going to teach you like some breathing exercises. Uh Like, and I was like, this, I was like, what? Right. And you're like, what are you like worried about? Like, what are you concerned about? And at that time, I was just concerned with things that like a kid my age did not need to be concerned about. Um, and then I just kind of kept like dealing with it, I guess, like never really went to the doctor or talked about it with the doctor or anything. I kind of just was like, okay, so this happens sometimes I kind of just have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got to high school, hashtag worst four years of my life. Anyways, oh. um, <laughs> I yeah, hated it. was rough. High school was not it for me. Um, I struggled. Like, I didn't really like who I was. I tried to fit in. Like, I just had really low self-esteem, and I just, like, wasn't doing well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's kind of when my depression kind of started to creep in and uh, start to, like, really affect my life. Um, I remember I would just, like, find myself like crying in my room like not wanting to talk to anyone and I was just like I don't know why this is happening to me I (laughs) I like could just cry for hours and hours and hours and I'd still like I just feel this it was like this cloud of sadness just following me like everywhere I went and then I was like I don't want people to think like to worry about me or like think I'm crazy or something so like I would always portray like nothing was wrong yeah um and then I'd be known as like the funny friend you know like the friend who could like make everyone laugh but like at home I was struggling and like crying and like I was like dealing with all these thoughts I was like why is this happening to me Mm -hmm. and then I was of course like mad with everybody like it was like it was a struggle and then um so I dealt with that like all of high school and then I um started university in 2016 yes I've been in school longer than five years it happens that is okay more than okay (laughs) um yeah so in university I really really struggled because I was like in my first year I it's like a learning curve Mm -hmm. high school to university is such a learning curve like it's truly like self-directed learning like professors are great and all, but you teach yourself a lot. You do. You really do. (laughs) And I was struggling and like all my peers were doing so well. Like they were getting into like these programs and I was just like, I wasn't doing well. I was like comparing myself. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was like, okay, I already wasn't doing great in high school. Now we're in university and I'm still not doing great. Like, am I ever going to (laughs) like succeed? And it got (laughs) It got so bad to the point where, like, I failed a whole semester worth of classes, and I was just so, like, 
I was so depressed. Like I was so sad. I was in summer school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing well in summer school. And there was just one day where I just like broke down. I remember I was in like the parking lot, a Walmart parking lot. And I was just crying. And I was like, I cannot do this by myself anymore. Like this right. is not something that I can, that I can handle by myself because mm-hmm. the thoughts are so overwhelming, so intrusive. So just like, it's not something that I should have, that I can keep inside anymore. So right. I, this is 2018 now. So fast forward 2018, I'm still trying to get into nursing. Um, and I had failed my chemistry class, which I needed as a prerequisite to get into mm-hmm. nursing. So of course that was also taking a little bit of a toll on like my self-esteem. I was like, I just can't get this class. Like, I, I'm never going to get into nursing. And so like, I just broke down. I think that was kind of the breaking point for me. Yeah. And I reached out to our student wellness uh, services, mm-hmm. which is just like on-campus doctors, nutritionists, counselors, all that. And I booked an appointment with a doctor. And I was like, I need to talk to the doctor about something that I've been dealing with. And then I remember I went into the office, told him how I felt, was crying the entire time. Aww. Because I was like... I was embarrassed of how I was feeling. I was like, I was worried that when I was explaining it to the doctor that he like just wasn't going to get it. And it was just so like, it was such a overwhelming experience, but it was also so freeing at the same time because I was able to tell someone everything that was going on and what I was feeling and I was going to get like an answer for it. So, um, naturally like as he should have he did a bunch of tests just to see if it was like a hormonal hormonal thing Mm -hmm. or like if there was other stuff going on and then after like some more tests and just like doing some questionnaires which are like kind of a very like superficial way of finding out what's going on he determined he's like okay so you're suffering from um it's called major depressive disorder Mm -hmm. and generalized anxiety disorder so I found out basically all along I had depression and anxiety (laughs) and I was dealing with it by myself, um, unmedicated, like, and everything just made sense. I was like, okay, I feel relieved. Mm -hmm. I also like, I feel like a big weight has been lifted off my shoulder. Like it wasn't all in my head. It wasn't like me just being dramatic, which is what I felt like it was so many times. Like this was something was actually going on. And I was getting answers for it. So I started doing counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good at doing like integrative medicine. So he was like, need to like pharmaceutical stuff will help, but also like lifestyle changes would help. Yeah. So he was like, um, meditation, like just eating better, like working out, which like when you're, when you're like struggling with mental health, I know that's not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like go to the gym drink water but it really makes a difference um so I started my medication and it took me a while to find medication that works right and it was such a process there was a period of time where I felt worse than I had felt and I was like this it's not working it's not worth it Mm -hmm. and it was a huge struggle but I think back to like where I was in 2018 and then like now and I'm just so happy that I decided to reach out because if I didn't, I can truthfully like say that I don't know if I'd be here today because I 
was struggling so much and I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone that like I think one day that would have just like truthfully like consumed me yeah and yeah so like there's so much power in reaching out um mm-hmm. because it's not something that you should have to deal with alone yeah. and you realize that like while it's not normal it is also something that happens a lot like yeah. a lot of people go through this so yeah did I answer anything that you <laughs> yeah no that I mean that was amazing and I mean I I just want to say how proud I am of you for just you know being able to recognize that you needed to talk to somebody and taking that step to be vulnerable and brave and like talk to somebody and whenever you were saying you were just crying the whole time like I know that that would you know you said you felt embarrassed almost but I think like just the re- that overwhelm the release of emotion of like letting it all out of you was like probably so needed so I'm like really happy that you were able to you know do that for yourself and get the answers you needed and that was like literally like I literally have like chills because it's just almost in a way it's inspiring because it's like I hearing this it's as someone who internalizes like literally everything and also just has a, a hard time opening up to people like a lot of the times you know I'll just let everything build up and then I explode and then like my boyfriend will be like well why you know like I'm, I'm here like to talk to like you can talk to me like you probably wouldn't have these big explosions if you would talk along the way. And I'm like, I know, I just like, don't know how. And it's just inspiring because it makes me, you know, like hearing how it's, you know, helped you and everything and hearing how it did help you. It just is inspiring to like, make me want to, you know, stand up for myself in that same way. Um, So I really appreciate you being vulnerable enough to like share that with everybody. And I'm sure everyone else does as well. Um, And going off of that, just with the vulnerability and everything, and it is so scary and intimidating to like actually talk about it to professionals for one, talk about it to your friends and family and everything like that. So how did you take that step to be vulnerable and talk about mental health, like both in your life and like on social media? I think um, one thing that social media has done that's really great is kind of help to destigmatize mental health. and normalize talking about it and I think like just seeing people post about it and seeing that like okay these people care these people aren't going to judge me Mm -hmm. kind of just like assuming the best that like people care and like want to be there for me um was great in allowing me to open up and I think reframing the way that I looked at vulnerability was huge so like oftentimes we think of vulnerability as like we're we're at our weakest point you know Mm -hmm. like but I think if we look at vulnerability as like this is a strength you know being able to be vulnerable is a strength being able to like say hey this thing that's affecting me like this thing is affecting me but I'm not giving it enough power to like to take over me like I yeah like I don't know how to explain it but I feel like also just knowing that in your in your like being vulnerable you could also be helping somebody else I think that's also something that's really that really sticks with me is like as scary as it might be it might reach like one person and change that one person's life and to just be able to say that 
is yeah. amazing, right? Really is. So um, I think just thinking like also back to like, what did I need to hear when I was mm-hmm. going through all of that, you know? I needed to hear that like people go through this. This is not, I'm not alone, you know? And so, um, yeah, I think just knowing that it could help other people yeah, um, and knowing that it's not something that you need to keep inside mm-hmm. is is really important and it really helps for sure and what are some like in times where you feel like you know you may be struggling more sometimes more than others um just because I mean mental health is a journey it's a process like it's never like one and done everything's good so in those times where you feel like you know you may be struggling more than others what are like some small things you do that you felt feel help like improve your mental health at the time so for me I know when I'm like going through a depressive episode taking care of myself is so hard um getting out of bed is hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) um taking a shower is hard like brushing your teeth eating all of that it's really hard um so when I'm going through that those are like my non-negotiables so I'll be like okay I need to like take a shower (laughs) I need to get out of bed I need to get out of my house at least once Mm -hmm. and take care of myself at least like minimally like I need to be doing something I need to be making an effort right Right. so and I also try and like um working out really important for me Mm -hmm. working out was a huge stress reliever for me it helped a lot so all those self-care things that I know help me I try and really really push myself to keep doing them I have to remind myself that like I can't get out of this like this slump if I'm not trying, you know? So I think I, I try and remind myself that the effort is what matters. And I know that it's not going to last, um, forever. And Mm -hmm. I just need to keep trying. So I just try and remember like what makes me feel good. And I do those things. So that's like, um, working out, journaling, playing League of Legends. Yes. (laughs) I was laughing yeah. at your uh, story, the Nick Jonas one yesterday. I was like, oh my God. Wizard 101, you guys, is that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, no no free promos on the on the podcast. Never mind. No free promos. <laughs> that oh game, though, I'm telling you, is so fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't played it before. You're making me want to, though. Um, I didn't realize it was so popular, like, back in the day. Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. Like, I'm late to it. I literally was like, how did I... <laughs> How did I never find out about this as, like, one of those kids who literally played every single game? Right. Like, how did I not find out about this? No, I because I've definitely, like, known it existed and everything. I just, like, never – I also just never played it. But it's just – I mean, it seems really fun. <laughs> honestly, I'm a storm wizard, you guys, and I'm kind of, like, eating up everybody. So. <laughs> I'll leave it there. I love that for you. <laughs> Um, so how do you feel you're like best supported by others, um, when your mental health isn't, you know, in the best shape or, or not, or, but how do you also like communicate that preferred method of support to others? So one thing for me is I had to realize people do not know what's going on in your brain. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling something, you need to communicate it. You know, you need to let people know what's going on. Otherwise they can't help you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you need to be surrounded by people, first of all, that support you. And I'm lucky I have such a great support system that like reminds me when I'm going through those like hard times 
to keep pushing, yeah. but that wouldn't be possible if um, I wasn't open with them about how I'm feeling. So when I'm going through those tough times, I try and communicate with my friends and my family that like, hey, this is what's going on right now. Um, naturally, I want to like isolate myself mm-hmm. and I want to like not talk about it. And so I'm trying to t- like let you know now that this is happening. Um, and yeah, I just communicate to them what I'm going through. That way they know, but I also try and be mindful that I'm not like overwhelming them, mm-hmm. you know, because as much as it's important to be like, have a good support system, you also can't like overwhelm that support system. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just try and be like very open like communication wise with them mm-hmm. I'm like this is what's going on this is what I'm dealing with um I don't re- I don't know if I really need anything from you per se but I just want you to know that this is what I'm dealing with and I'm trying right. my best to deal with it um so yeah I think it's just like keeping the people in your life aware and up to date yeah. with what's going on helps a lot yeah I feel like the bottom line of like so much you know, and mental health is like how important communication is. Like, it's seriously like such a, you know, very important underlying part of literally integral part of almost everything in life, really. And I'm curious, like, just with how I don't really know, you know, like what it's like in Canada, but I know growing for me, growing up, mental health is not something I never, ever that didn't even come in my vocabulary until probably my sophomore year of college, honestly. Um, and did you grow up like hearing about it or learning about it at all? Or was it just something that you kind of like had to learn along the way? It was definitely something that I had to learn along the way. Like I think a lot of my knowledge came from social media, which is why as much as I hate social media, I also like (laughs) love it. Like it really, it has so much power. Like I learned so much because in school, they never mentioned depression. They never mentioned anxiety. They never mm-hmm. mentioned any of that. You know, I was left to kind of figure it out for myself. That's why like in high school, cause if I knew about it in high school, obviously like, I feel like I would have reached out about it with, right. reached out, you know, but I didn't really learn about it until really like college. I'd say, yeah. Like yeah. I realized I was like, this is a real thing. Like, and I was just finding out about it, right. but I'm glad I did. Right. Because it helped mm-hmm. me reach out. So. Yeah. I think it's like crazy. Cause I feel like so many of us learn about it, like at our like breaking points, you know what I mean? That's when we learn a lot of like the things that could have helped sooner. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I learned like about, you know, just the generalized anxiety disorder and like depression and stuff as textbook definitions when I took like AP psychology, yeah. but it doesn't like translate into a conversation about those things and mental health in those classes. It's more so of this is this condition and you're going to be tested on it. You know, it's not like an actual like conversation about it. Like you hear it and you're like, Oh, Hey, I don't really know how that would play out in real life, but all right. Like, cause you you just don't know. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that, you know, I, I'm hoping now that it's more of a conversation that's had, like, I can only hope that, you know, at my high school that that's, emphasize more because I think so many of us um had like such rigorous schedules that we were definitely like had so much more stress than what we should have had on us at times and I mean even if it's your schedule's not rigorous everybody has stuff going on in their home life behind closed doors that like 
you may not even know about. And everyone needs that conversation like so much sooner than I feel like it happens in reality. 100%. Well, it's like even the, like in high school, we had counselors. I was like, okay, but what are you for? Like, I didn't. Our schedules, literally. Literally, literally. Like, okay, (laughs) looking, looking back, I was like, so like, they didn't, they were there to like help us. They were supposed to be there to help us. But all we knew them for was to talk about our schedules. Yes, because you know? it was almost like, I don't want to, it was definitely wasn't frowned down upon, but it was like weird to go to the counselor for anything else. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, but it is like you were supposed to just know that that's like what they were there for, like low key. Yeah. But, and that to me is just like messed up. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it's like, okay, this, this title needs to be like recommunicated because I'd say 90% of students only know them as like, oh, they tell me what classes to take and like you know, kind of help me with what I might do for college. And that's about it. <laughs> so that's yeah, literally it. definitely crazy. And going off of that, um, how do you think, I know you kind of touched on this earlier, but expanding on it, how do you think we can overcome like the stigma of that surrounds mental health in general as a whole and just talk about it and take it more seriously, especially in like our everyday life, like how you were saying, like, it's something that can be talked about. I think honestly, it's as simple as just continuing to talk about it. Yeah. I think the more you talk about things, the more normal normalized it becomes. And that's not always a good thing, but in this case, it is a good thing. Um, yeah. I think the more, yeah, the more that we're able to just talk about it in like a variety of settings, like the more that we can do. Like, I think, yeah, it just all comes down to continuing to talk about it because then we'll feel more comfortable opening up and other people will feel more comfortable opening up because they know that they can bring this up at any time. Um, Because like the thing with mental health is like, people don't keep in what they're going through with like their physical health. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, man, I have a cold. Yeah, it sucks. But like, okay, so why can't we do that with mental health? Yeah. Isn't mental health like equally as important? It's called mental health. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like you don't need a certain day. You don't need a certain Mm -hmm. month to talk about mental health. You can talk about it whenever you want because it matters 24, 7, 365. So like, I think that's important to remember. Yeah, for sure. And that was like a really good conversation. I feel like hopefully, um, help a lot of people and just make them feel more comfortable and inspire them to, you know, just talk about it more and keep, keep the conversation going, like you said. Um, so going into just keeping the conversation, like advocating for justice going, um, I was just going to like talk about like things I've learned over the last year. It's just been such a year of growth. And I mean, just looking back on like years and years ago and like just the year over year comparison I just feel like I've learned so much from like this time last year with being, you know, like the best ally I can be and speaking up against, you know, injustices. And I think that's like probably one of the biggest things is making others aware of how their words and actions can be harmful to others, um, especially in those situations where they may have no idea how harmful what they're saying or like doing is. And, you know, I think back to like when, I was young and in high school and, you know, I thought like singing along, you know, to the N word in a song was not a big deal. And now I'm like, okay, so if I hear that from somebody else now, I know that I can call that out and just be like, Hey, you shouldn't sing along to that. Do you understand? Like that that can be hurtful, 
you know, learning those things that, you know, I once thought was okay or not necessarily even okay. I just wasn't even like, for whatever reason, just wasn't aware of the harm it carried just in something like that. And Mm -hmm. from the environment, you know, like I grew up in and then calling that out in my life today, it's been such a, I can like feel how much it like impacts others by like taking that step to like do it in my life because then they hear me say that and then they're like oh and they think about it and then they may say it to their friend so it has like this domino effect and that's a thing and I think no no sorry I was just gonna say like I think it's important like the way that we approach people who don't know what we know necessarily Mm -hmm. necessarily so like what you were saying is like now knowing what you know and then coming across someone who behaves the way that you used to like you don't attack them for it you say okay you might not know this but this is harmful and here's how it's harmful you know you present them with new information because when people are presented with new information they are able to change how they view things exactly exactly and that's that's how we make progress right exactly like when you're yelling at someone like they're probably not gonna want to listen to you exactly (laughs) yeah it's like okay why is it yeah no for sure and you know and it's and it's that there's just this thing you know like I am so like incredibly just sorry for the for that ignorance that I had you know and just not knowing and I mean when I should know but then it's like now I know that the best way to just be an ally in that situation, like coming off of that is to have that conversation with other people when I hear it or see it or, you know, whatever it may be. And it truly is incredible seeing like, and even just not even necessarily with that, but just having conversations about what's going on. It's, it, that also has a domino effect, you know, like I, you know, having conversations with my family, with friends, you know, like with my boyfriend and like just talking to them about what's going on. And then it has, you know, them talk about it with people in their life in turn. And then it just, you know, it ends up, it it just bleeds out into like other, you know, groups of people. It bleeds out everywhere. It's a domino effect. And it's, I just think that I've like really seen the power of that, I guess, over the last year is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's so true. That's why I say like the greatest way to make a difference is like to keep talking about it. Like when you keep the conversation going, that's like how you make a difference, you know? Right. It's, it's amazing to see like what the power, like how much power conversation has, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Conversation, communication, it's all like super powerful. And I think that, you know, going off of that, just um, having, and this is like a, you know, a question I'll have for you, just like one thing that I found like having in terms of my conversations that I would have with people was the talk about like privilege and identifying that privilege isn't necessarily about what or how much you may have. It's, you know, kind of about the injustices that you don't or didn't have to face because so many people see it as like, well, you know, I busted my butt to, you know, get everything I have or, you know, and which is, you know, obviously great and everything that you worked hard for what you have, but it's not necessarily about the things you have and like, you know, where you're at or whatever. It's about like what you didn't have to face and what you didn't have to go through. So like how, um, I don't know, I guess, how do you feel having conversations with people who may not see that? And I guess you kind of already addressed this that may not like understand that initially, like bringing that up and like talking them through that. Um, the best way to go about that, I guess. I think, yeah, we have to, first of all, like, really, really, really make 
make it understood what we mean when we're talking about privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about privilege, we're not saying that you didn't face anything that was difficult in your life. Right. It's just like, you're not a person of, for example, you're not a person of color. Okay. So the color of your skin didn't make your life difficult. You did exactly. not have to suffer because of the color of your skin, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like other people do, do and did, you know, so yeah acknowledging that you're able to say that is acknowledging that you have privilege and yeah. like it's it's not like like it's having privilege like isn't a bad thing but you're right. not like, aware of it you yeah. know the awareness is what's aware important. of it yeah I'm like why do you want to fight it so bad <laughs> right that's I guess that's what I was trying to ask is like how to just get people to you know be aware when you know they're so in denial I guess but I, I see what you're saying yeah like you can only really like you can only say so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like you might be able to change someone's mind, but you also might not be able to. You can only present them with information and hopefully yeah. they receive that information exactly. and they're encouraged to go look into it more. Um, but you do have to remember that it's not your job to change people's mind. Yeah. You're sharing that information and that's already amazing. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so for sure. Just because someone doesn't come out saying, oh my gosh, I am now woke. I understand my privilege. Doesn't mean you failed. Doesn't mean you're not a good right. ally, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really important to remember. It's not about yeah. like how many people. <laughs> right. Can, like, it's all about intent at the end of the day, you know, yes, like it's exactly. that underlying intent and especially, you know, like with utilizing social media and everything, um, you know, you can post stuff all day long, but your heart, where your heart's at and your intent at the end of the day is like, that's going to, you know, take you farther and, um, show in your life. And then I think like one thing I wanted to say, just like from my listeners, just how important it is, um, to just diversify, like what you consume things as simple as like who you follow on social media. Like for me, it's like just things is like, like content creators. It doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, just a specific page that's informative. Like, I mean, just content creators, like, I guess like lifting those, you know, people of color who, deserve like to have the same platform as, you know, everyone else and diversifying your feed. And I've found so many like amazing, like graphic designers and just content creators and everything. And some of like my favorite accounts to follow, like seriously. And even just like in the books you read, the TV shows and movies you watch. I mean, there's just so much out there. And I think that, you know, just diversifying like one in your life and then two like just in general with what you consume it can like help you learn so much more because you're getting that like experience like that's what you're seeing and what you're consuming just I don't know what I'm trying to say I guess like seeing I get what you're saying like I say the biggest thing for me even like I still have work to do as an ally you know to other people of color and like mm-hmm. the LGBTQ like and the way for me to be a better ally is to diversify my my feed. Like, I literally yeah. just have to change. I had to change what I was consuming, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to learn about these issues from a meme account. If I'm right. Meme <laughs> yeah. like, like, for me, that was, like, following independent um, news outlets. That mm-hmm. was following educational accounts. Like, right. just, and yeah, following, like, different creators that identify as, like, a person of color or is like LGBTQ, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's how I learn about the information and people will be like, Oh, I want to keep my social media like light and fun. Like that's honestly just your way of saying that you're okay with 
not caring yeah. about other people. <laughs> I because know. like you can follow someone that like has the aesthetic, but they still also like talk about important things. Right. Like it's not that hard. For sure. You know? Yeah. So yes, diversifying who you're following is so key. So so key because if you don't know about it, how can you Yeah. How can you and that's you know, the thing, like, speak about it? That's what I wanted to emphasize is like on every level, like, just like with you said, you know, with, um, with whatever cause it is that you're supporting the biggest way for you to get that raw and real information and education is through that diversification of content, like through whatever medium, through whatever cause that's like the best way I feel like. And I feel like I've learned the most through that way, honestly. And um, also, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say, um, a lot of the times we say like it's not the job of the oppressed to educate us mm-hmm. but we also have to consider that there's people that want to be want to use their voices to educate us mm-hmm. and a lot of the people are content creators a lot of the people are on social media so it's like you have such a wonderful opportunity to learn from people who are experiencing these things mm-hmm. and it's like it's like crazy to me it's like why wouldn't you want to yeah like, yeah I see what you're opportunity. saying yeah yeah, for sure. And um, I, that, that was like a point, you know, I was gonna like talk about and ask you about, but you went ahead and <laughs> read my mind. But I think, <laughs> go figure, I Venus reading my mind. <laughs> it's that INFJ thing. We're literally the same. We're actually the same. I, Wait, what, I think, did we talk about the Enneagram last time too? No. Wait, are you, what's your Enneagram? I'm an INFJ. Well, do you know your Enneagram number, though? Oh, wait, you said... (laughs) You're like, I am INFJ. (laughs) (laughs) That is me. (laughs) No, please cut that out. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wait, I have a screenshot. I think I need to find that. No, it's okay. A lot of people, like, don't... I I didn't remember mine for the longest time until I started getting asked all the time. I was like, I need to remember this. (laughs) Let me... I know it's somewhere here. Sorry, please hold. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the elevator music on the third line. <laughs> okay, um, I am like very positive that I'm okay. I am a one, uh-huh. meaning two. I knew you had two on you, I just didn't know if that was your main, um, yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm a three wing too, so I have like the two wing as well. But one and three, I like thought I was gonna be a one, and then I was a three, and then I was like, okay, I understand why I'm a three. But I, I, uh, I yeah. too. <laughs> you can't see me, but you know. <laughs> yeah, we're both INFJ, by the way, if y'all didn't pick up. Um, INFJ, because I said it five times. <laughs> <laughs> gotta let them know. Don't forget it, guys. Venus is INFJ on Myers Briggs. Like, it's very important. It is very important. Oh my gosh. I realized it's like, wait, are you an Aries? Yeah. And you know what's so funny? I usually don't get along with Aries. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, look at me. I've like, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't, um, I know like a little bit about just like astrology and just like, I guess my, my sign, like I have a lot of friends that are really interested in it and like actually know a lot more about it. So they'll like text me like, you know, memes and stuff and they're like, LOL, this is so you. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like just just funny stuff like that. But um, okay, we need we need you to like figure out your birth chart. Abby. One of my friends did that. for me, and 
um let me here i'll search them all right guys we're just having a whole like casual convo now um let me look at my messages because i definitely i had two friends do it for me actually i think um wait this is so exciting okay i'm so okay i'm pumped okay, okay. so let's just preface by saying so i'm a virgo sun uh-huh i'm an aquarius moon and i'm a pisces rising okay well just so i the sun is your main one correct Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm Aries Sun. Sa- is it Sagittarius? Is that how you say it? Sagittarius? Sag- uh, Sagittarius. Yeah. Sagittarius. See, I, gosh, I suck. Um, <laughs> Sagittarius Moon and Capricorn Rising. Oh my gosh. And then my Isn't friend said this was her exact thing. It's a lot of strong signs for a big three. LOL. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, that's actually like, that's crazy. Okay, everyone, we need to read into Abby's. <laughs> I'm gonna have like DMs now about like, wow, I know so much about you. <laughs> That's it. I've cracked the Abby code. I know everything there is to know about her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, wait. That's kind of really iconic. You kind of have an iconic chart. Really? I just, because I guess, That's what is it? Those are strong signs. So two of them are fire, and then the other one is. Um, crap, I lost the text. Oh. What is, is Capricorn Earth? No. See, here's one thing. I don't know yeah, which wait, no, is Capricorn. water, Earth, all that. Like, <laughs> I don't see. I was going to say, she, she told me, she said Capricorn's Earth. So I have two fire and one Earth, I guess, in my like big three or whatever. So. Oh my gosh. No water yeah, here. Your big three, like, are like what make you like, well, kind of like the foundation of who you are. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm literally going to go read about this. <laughs> You're going to be like texting me like, here's an article. Um, <laughs> I think amazing. it's super I interesting. I mean, like, I don't like let it like define like the way I live by yeah. any means, but I love like, I mean, it's just cool. I mean, it's definitely like very interesting because it's like seeing like what you do align with and like what you don't align with. It's like, wow. that's When you find like the right resources, you can use it to like, for like self-development, you know, uh-huh. like you can use it to like, like the Enneagram and like, you know, Myers-Briggs yes. and stuff, you know, you're like, oh, okay, like this is exactly. like the general thing and this can help me sort of go in a direction of figuring this out or whatever. It's not like, hee hee, I'm toxic because I'm a Virgo. Like, yes, like, I, no. that, I, I don't like when, you know, people use it as an excuse for being mean or like the way, you know, yeah. But I'm like, no, bestie, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, 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 you're using this wrong. <laughs> okay, we can go into the listener questions now. Um, I just pulled a couple because some of them, um, I saw one of them was like your favorite thing about living in Canada, and I'm like 99% sure you answered that last year in the episode. I feel like you did, but you can go ahead and answer it again because I'm sure like people want to know, anyways. Okay, I don't want to make Canada seem like it's this, like, wonderland compared to the U.S. Like, I am very not about that because we definitely have our own issues. Like, we have a lot Everywhere of issues. Does. yeah. <laughs> Everywhere does. Like, Canada is not amazing. It's not a saint. Like, no. Okay. <laughs> but I say I love how I feel like we prioritize, like, nature. Not, yeah. And I mean that in the way that, like, you can drive somewhere and the land's just like completely untouched and it's like just like it's like <laughs> yeah like we have that. the mountains yeah it's like you have the mountains you just have like so many different types of like terrain and like is that the right word yeah, terrain yeah yes yeah and like I can go to Vancouver I get the ocean I get the nice weather I get the mountains I go to Toronto I can get 
the big city life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's just a lot of, like, um, variety. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, That's so true, though. Yeah, it's a big place, too, so. I really need to visit. I'm, like, so sad I haven't yet, but. Book your ticket. Get vaxxed. Get, and book your ticket. Come yeah. on. I, I need to. I'm, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, so I need to, like, get a trip under my belt, like, for sure. It's a vaxxed girl summer. Vaxxed girl summer. Literally. <laughs> Um, so next, or, well, I guess, yeah, that was a question, but, um, a lot of people asked about, like, how COVID impacted your schooling specifically, like, in Canada, like, with nursing school. So, I know for us, um, basically everything went to online, Uh um, which personally I did not hate, (laughs) because I, I like (laughs) online, like, I, I learn better, like, when I'm able to just, like, do it at my own pace, and just like not have to sit in a lecture hall and like pretend to pay attention to a professor talking like right. it's just not yeah. <laughs> like I'm falling asleep I'm looking around I'm looking at everybody like I'm yeah. not listening I'm not retaining anything. yeah so online was really nice for me so like and I was used to online classes so that wasn't really like a huge adjustment for me mm-hmm. um but it definitely like messed up how our semesters were set up um really yeah, our semesters were set up, like, we did classes in, like, a condensed amount of time, as opposed to, like, doing it over a whole semester, like, I had to do, like, my anatomy and physiology class, like, we did it for, like, two months, and we did the other part for, like, two months, a month, actually, for, like, a month, oh my god, and, yeah, we learned what would have been, like, a full semester in, like, a month, and I was, like, okay, um, (laughs) I hope you're not expecting me to rotate anything. Right. Um, so it was hard in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. you're already in, like, a stressful time, and then you're going into your clinical. You're literally going to the places where your chance of getting COVID increases. You know, like, it was stressful. Yeah. Um, but, like, I would just say it was stressful. <laughs> like, yeah. For sure. Like, that's For sure. literally all I could say. Like, it was stressful, but um we made it through yeah yeah I mean that's I like that's like definitely nursing I can just imagine being just so difficult like to be you know like doing finance and accounting is one thing online but like majors like that I mean just really commend you for sticking through and getting through it because I just cannot imagine but uh, I was waking up at like 8 a.m and I'd have a lab and I'd have to sit on WebEx from 8 to 10 50 while they while they talked about something that we should have been doing like in like physically doing yeah yeah and I was like I'm falling asleep (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah for sure um so the next question um someone asked how do you deal about going wait no I just said that backwards how do you go about dealing with anxiety if everyone around you is denying that it is true or happening first of all no one can deny your experience because it's your experience um that's a them problem it's not your problem okay mm-hmm. so that's really important to remember if you're feeling it it's valid that's it. yeah okay yeah. no one needs to confirm it for you um so I honestly just try not to listen to what other people have to say if it's negative like right. I know that this is the thing that I deal with mm-hmm. um I don't need someone's approval to tell me that okay exactly. yes you are experiencing anxiety um 
So feel what you need to feel. Do not spend time trying to convince people that what you're feeling is valid because if you're feeling it, like I said, it's valid. That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so you just have to focus on taking care of yourself, you know, right. focus on what makes you feel better. Don't focus on other people mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you really only have yourself. And I don't mean that in like a dark, like weird way. Right. I just mean like you only have yourself so take care of yourself mm-hmm. don't rely on other people to to validate you because yeah. a lot of the times they won't do that right so right that's a really good answer um so do you happen to know like the differences between like I don't I don't know if you do just because you know you're in nursing school now but there were like three or four DMs about just like the difference between nursing in like Canada versus the United States I don't know if you know, because I mean, I don't know. And I don't know if any of my friends in nursing here know. So it's like. Like, I don't know at all, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I know that like, if I, when I get registered here, like I could go work in the States. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm eligible to work in the States. And if right. you're, and if you were uh, got educated in the States, like you could work in Canada. Like, okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's what they mean. But like, as for like differences in programs, I I have no clue. I really have no clue. I think you guys might have more options for like accelerated program uh-huh. um, compared to us. Like a lot of our programs are like four years or like three there, We years. do have a two-year program. I know like at a lot of um, yeah, like exactly. smaller colleges and stuff. And we like don't have that option. Okay. So not, not like everywhere in Canada, but I know like in my school, like uh-huh. no. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I definitely, I actually know a couple of people that have done like the two-year um program at like my local like college at home and um yeah so that I mean that's cool to hear like I guess like the different sides of it but I also didn't know that like it was um I guess that easy and like flexible like going between like Canada and the U.S. like for working wise that's really good um that's really really good you know because it's like with accounting like just to go to another state like there's definitely like some hoops you gotta like get through you have to have like I never considered that because yeah. like oh wow it's definitely oh. weird <laughs> oh. it's just called like you know like reciprocity so it's just like being able to like have your license in one state and practice in another there's like definitely like you know some boxes to check there and stuff so that is yeah. interesting hearing you know like even between countries but I mean nursing is definitely like a lot more like you're taking care of a human body at the end of the day you know it's not exactly. necessarily like I was gonna say like every human body like at the end of the day like it's the same like yeah. we're all over <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for real um okay so the with a different species like I yes literally. <laughs> it's not like you're like going between like literally dealing with animals at a zoo and a human or something like it's literally human versus human <laughs> um so the last question is just any tips for time management you have between like balancing work and school and social life um I am quite possibly the worst person to ask um I (laughs) I still struggle with my time management but here's like my rule you always need to make time for like yourself Mm -hmm. you know Yes, getting, like, stuff done is important, and productivity is, like, really important, but also taking care of yourself is really important, so um, don't sacrifice that self-care time, because it will come back to bite you, is what I will say. I Um, hardly agree, yeah. I have literally experienced it, like, Mm -hmm. completely neglecting, like, myself, and just, like, prioritizing, like, getting schoolwork done, 
and I suffered my mental health suffered because of it like yes I neglected like my physical health like you just have to remember that your well-being is important is yeah. what I'll say yeah for sure I think like that's something I learned like the hard way like literally all of undergrad it was like mm-hmm. me last like I'll take care of myself if I have time to and then grad yep. school I like flipped a switch and I was like you know what nope we're making time for myself and my life has been so much better since I started doing that just in the sense of like my stress levels um just my desire to like even like talk to people like because I used to like go into like full antisocial mode like an undergrad when I would just mm. be overwhelmed because I was never taking care of myself so it's like school 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 YouTube 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 and then it was like I had so little at the end of the day and I would just shut off and I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So now it's like, you know, I'm a lot more willing to pick up the phone and have like a long FaceTime with a friend, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Cause I'm not so overwhelmed, which makes me a better friend. And just, like, it literally makes every aspect yeah. of your life better. Yeah. You have to take, you have to make sure that all your batteries are charged. Yes. Say. Yeah. <laughs> plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> plug it in girl. <laughs> Okay, so I will let you, if you want to, you know, plug your Instagram, go for it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. People do both all the time. Um, So you can do whatever you want, but just so people can find you if they want to, or if you don't want them to. (laughs) Just use my Instagram is at V-E-N-U-S-M-U-K-A-N, so Venus Mukon. Um, I am not a great Instagrammer, so if you follow me, please expect the bare minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no pressure if you don't follow me. I am just happy to be here, so. Yes, and we are so happy that you got to come on again and that you came on again, and we'll have to, like, do this, like, often, I guess, you know, like, maybe, like, semi-annually or annually, just, like, chat like friends like talk and I feel like this was so good because it was just like such productive conversation in such a casual yeah. way which is exactly so what I know you wanted do what now yeah, I, was like, no. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said I was like trying to read your lips and I was like oh, I don't know what you said <laughs> that's the way you said you what now <laughs> I'm gonna start weaving I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I was gonna say like this was so fun this was so easy and I think this just shows that you can have, like, important conversations, like, every day in yes. your life. With, with friends, family, like, it's, friends. it's as yeah. easy as just conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You can get into birth charts. Like, you can just yes, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, yeah, if y'all uh, want to find her, I mean, obviously, y'all know I'll post about it on the podcast Instagram, which is just at Gen Z Girl Podcast. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on, Venus. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me.